Morning, everyone. Welcome to this Monday morning. It's chilly. Oh, my gosh. I don't have the heat on. That's why I'm wearing a beanie. If you listen to this on the podcast, I look like a snowman at the moment. But we're continuing our series through Galatians. And today is awesome. It's Well, I mean, this whole book is incredible. But we're going to read just the first half or the first little bit of the text that I'd sent out to let us know what our reading is. It's Galatians 3. We're going to read from verse 15 through to verse 18. So Paul's talking to the Galatian church and he says, Brothers and sisters, let me take an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established, so it is in this case. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say, and to seeds, meaning many people, but, and to your seed, meaning one person, who is Christ. What I mean is this. The law, introduced 430 years later, does not set aside the covenant previously established by God, and thus do away with the promise. For if the inheritance depends on the law, then it no longer depends on the promise, but God in his grace gave it to Abraham through a promise. And so what I like, Paul sort of chilled out a little bit by now. I mean, he's still speaking passionately, but he's no longer calling them, you dear idiots of Galatia. He's now calling them brothers and sisters, and he's trying to win them over. And his opening thought is this. He says, just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established, so it is in this case. He's saying that in a human covenant, right, between two people, we believe that it would be true. And it's no different between us and God. And that's quite a big thought because I think to myself, when it comes to God, when it comes to people, I believe that if someone makes a promise, I expect them to keep it. If someone gives me their word, I expect them to keep it. If someone tells me I can trust them, I expect them to be able to, I expect to be able to trust them. And Paul's saying it's the same with God. And I think that's probably our first thought for this morning. That's quite a challenge. If we had to look at some of the things, you know, what does this tell us about who God is and what does this tell us about who we are? Do I really expect, do I really um, expect that I can come to God and that he will fulfill his promises more than any person will? That I can trust him completely uh, with my future, with whatever I put into his hands? Because it does seem like, and maybe it's because we can't touch him and we can't always, we don't speak to him face to face like we do with people. But it's almost like we feel like when it comes to God, it's hope. But when it comes to people, it's trust. And uh, uh, Paul here is saying we can trust God implicitly, that if God makes a covenant with us, if God has given us a promise, friends, we can believe that promise right? more than we could believe a promise from any person on the earth. In Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, um, Moses writes, God is not man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. He has said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? So he's speaking about this incredible promise. When God promises us something, friends, we can hold on to it. And maybe that's what you need to hear today. That if God has promised you something, and maybe you've been wondering, friends, his word is stronger. What he says is more unshakable than the word of any human being on this planet. So maybe that can encourage you a little bit this morning. But then Paul goes on to talk about the seed and talk about Abraham's seed being Christ. And, and this is the big thing that he, he's saying to the people. He's saying, the Judaizers have told you that you have to do all this stuff, right? You've got to jump through these hoops, get circumcised, add all these things, the law, right? But before that, he says 430 years earlier, God came and he gave a promise to Abraham. He promised Abraham that someone would come who would be able to fulfill the promise. Someone would come who would be able to carry the law. Not a person. Well, a person, but not, not a human being like you and I completely but someone who was also God, and that person is Jesus. And he's saying that in Jesus, we are given this incredible promise. And when we receive the promise of Jesus, then we 
will automatically fulfill the law. But we cannot bypass Jesus and go and try and fulfill the law on our own. Let me give you an example of what that looks like on the ground. When my daughters were a little bit younger, um, like three, four years old, when we went to the game park, we would drive on dirt roads, or if we were on a farm or wherever, we're driving on a dirt road. My daughters would come and sit on my lap, and what they love to do is to drive the car, which basically means they just put their hands on the steering wheel and they sort of wiggle the steering wheel. I don't know if they thought if you wiggle it, it makes the wheels turn. But and, they, and we would drive, and they would hold onto the steering wheel and sort of steer, but I had my thumb on the bottom of the steering wheel, and I had my feet on the pedals. And so I was giving the power and giving the, the acceleration and the braking and that stuff, and also gently nudging the steering wheel. But they were convinced that they were driving. And what happens is over, over the course of the holiday, they would kind of get a better feel for taking a corner because they would have felt my little nudging of my thumb on the bottom. And they would be like, oh, okay, we turn a little bit earlier. We don't wait until we've hit the bush before we turn right. Um, and also we don't turn before the corner. And so they kind of get nudged along and, and they learn how to steer, not fully driving, just steer. It would be incredibly dangerous for me to give them the keys, uh, show them the handbrake, and let them jump in the car on their own. They'd hurt themselves. And that's what Paul is saying here. He's saying the promise preceded the law. The promise came before the law. And so how do I fulfill the law? Well, the law is fulfilled in Christ. What I do is I sit on his lap, I get in the car, and I'm able to drive. I'm able to fulfill what God has got for me. I'm a able to fulfill his promise for my life. I'm able to fulfill his purpose for my life. I think I'm driving my life, but his thumbs on the bottom, just nudging. And I'm feeling his nudgings and I'm like, oh, okay, we go this way. He almost goes before I go. And then I turn the steering wheel and take credit for it, right? Or, or uh, whatever. And then also the power to drive isn't coming from me. It's coming from his feet as he adds the acceleration and as he adds the brake. And I go through life and all of a sudden I'm so much more able to fulfill what God is saying. And Paul is saying, just like it would be dangerous for me to give the kids the car keys and show them the handbrake because they would hurt themselves. Paul's saying, if you bypass Christ, the law will kill you. The law is death to those who are not in Christ. That's what he's saying. But in Christ, you are able to fulfill everything that God has got for you. And so friends, this is the crazy thing. Can I ask you this? Please stop trying to drive the car of your life to impress God. Please stop trying to drive the car of your life to impress others. But to get in and say, God, show me. Show me how, Lord, I want to draw from you. I want to receive the power from you to live this thing. Lord, I want to feel those little nudgings as I go through my day so I know where to go. I know what to say no to. I know what to say yes to. And receive the grace, Lord, to be able to. That's what grace is. It's God's supernatural enabling to live a life that wouldn't be ordinarily possible um, if I lived it out on my own. It's God who has justified me before Jesus. And so when I do make a mistake and when I do fail, I'm able to go to him. And I know that already I'm, I'm forgiven in Jesus. And then I'm able to repent and say, God, I'm sorry for doing it my way. I'm coming back to you. I want to climb in and, and be with you. And then when I'm not sure what I need to do, and I, I'm looking at the future and, I, and it's feeling a little bit fuzzy, I'm able to go to him, Lord, what, what should I do here? And begin to hear his voice and be able to live out this life. Friends, that it is not possible to live out our lives um, under the expectation of others and under the expectation of God and all these expectations unless we first hide ourselves in Christ. And so our truth bomb for today is Galatians chapter 3 from verse 18. And it says, For if the inheritance depended on the law, then it no longer depends on the promise. And friends, I don't want an inheritance that depends on the law because that's good. I don't want an inheritance that's dependent on my behavior. I want an inheritance that's dependent on the fact that God promised it to me. What did I do to earn it? Nothing. 
God has promised me this inheritance because I'm his child. But God in his grace gave it to Abraham through a promise. So receive the promise of God today. Receive his great and precious promises that give us all we need for life and godliness today. And can't wait to see you guys tomorrow.